Welcome to the Reach College Podcast with your guest speaker, Sarah Ashcroft. So we see how that peace is also guarding our hearts. So that shield of faith is what hits first. Hi guys. Um, oh, okay. I love that. Let's keep that the interaction. Like if I say if I say something funny, laugh. If I don't, um, laugh anyways. Um, but I'm really excited to be here with y'all today. Um, like Taylor said. I am the Southeast Campus Director at BCM, and I'm very new to this position. Um, how new am I? Like, I'm 24 years old, so I'm your age, essentially, which is really cool and very weird, <laughs> but I love it. Like, you guys are the best age group ever. Like, youth pastors will try to tell you wrong, preschool directors will tell you, like, no, they're so cool. We don't have to change your diapers. Like, you're the best age group. And so um, <laughs> that's why I love you guys. And I just think the Lord is really moving in y'all's lives. Um, and I've seen that firsthand, and I know it to be true. Um, but I also know that the enemy is, like, also really attacking us. Like, there's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot going on in your lives. And I, when I, when Taylor asked me to speak, I didn't really know what I wanted to talk about. Um, and so I just started praying, like, Lord, what what do you want them to hear? And I was like, well, what do I need to hear? And it was the armor of God. And so I just want to start with Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, and then I'll kind of explain a little bit more why we're in this passage. Um, but also, we are going to be, like, everywhere all over Scripture because the best thing that we can talk about today is not, like, what I've learned or like my experience or anything, but it's God's word. And so like, that's why we're here and that's why we need to be in it. So Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate, breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on with readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation in the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. I love this. It's really powerful, but there's also a lot in there. That's what I love about Ephesians. There's like, it's jam-packed with amazing things. I highly recommend reading the whole book that Paul wrote. Um, but I want to tell you like why I feel like I need to hear this. Um, being new to this position at TCC, I feel like I've been encountering a lot of spiritual warfare. The enemy trying to tell me lies that, like, I'm not good enough, like, I shouldn't be in this role, like, there are other people more qualified for it. And 
there's an ounce of truth to all of that. That's why the enemy attacks me with it. But what I do know is God is bigger. God is the one fighting the battle. And so that's what I kind of want to dive into today. I want to break down all the pieces. I want to talk about how the Lord is like fighting that for us. So um, let's start with the belt of truth. That was the first one, right? First Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. I love that word training, because if we're training for battle, we need practice, right? And that practice comes through scripture. It's like holding up your spiritual pants. You don't want to like be standing there in your underwear, right? <laughs> like, I, I don't know about you. Like, I might be picturing y'all in your underwear right now, but like, that's not how we're fighting our battles. Like, we are holding our pants up with truth. It keeps us grounded. Like, it's fastened around us. It keeps us steady and secure on who God is, what He has done, what He's going to do. It's, it's there and fastened. We do not lose it. Does that make sense? Like, it's, clipped around you. That was short, but we're going to keep going. Breastplate of righteousness. Psalm 119.11. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So the breastplate is like our front covering and like our heart is right here. Proverbs 4.23. Above all else, guard your heart. You hear that all the time. Like, guard your heart, girl. Like, you need to guard your heart. But (laughs) guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And so if we have this, like, guard up to protect that, because, like, what we say and what we do comes from our heart posture. And they're fragile, right? We go through heartbreaks. And I'm not just talking about love. Like, we're talking about loss. We're talking about like expectations that weren't met and it can make us feel hopeless. And that really like begins here, right? And so we need to cover that with the word of God. We need to speak those truths into our lives because when we have that word stored into our heart, the word of God, like it can help deflect the lies the enemy is telling you. Like what I told you earlier, the enemy's been telling me all these lies. And like, I, I'm, what I'm doing is like, I'm speaking prayer and um, scripture over me. So like, I am here a lie and immediately I'm like, that's not true. Like God's power is made perfect in weakness. Like though I'm like 24 and I'm young at this job, like because I feel weak, the Lord is showcased more because people see like, yeah, she probably shouldn't be in that job, but God is moving, and they're like, okay, obviously can't be Sarah, she's a weirdo, but it's the Lord. The Lord is the one doing all these cool things. And so we have to have that guard up to, like, hit the lies back. Shoes with the readiness given by the gospel of peace. And this might be my favorite piece of the armor, because it's not only peace, like P-E-A-C-E, but it's, like, readiness to share the gospel. It's, like, twofold. The Lord is the one that gives us peace. And a lot of times it can't be explained. Like we see in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So we see how that peace is also guarding our hearts, kind of like the breastplate of righteousness. But we also see that like that piece is what helps fuel us to share the gospel. It's it's twofold because it can be a little nerve wracking, right? Um, we were just talking about like 
I think it was Ethan, right? Who was saying like, I want to share the gospel with people. And it can be a little scary sometimes, right? You're sharing the gospel with someone like you don't exactly know how they're going to respond, but like that peace that the Lord gives us, which we stand firm on, that is what helps fuel us to share the gospel. It's being ready to share goodness and that peace and that knowledge with someone who sees a difference in you when you're ready. Like this war is happening in our souls. Like you might be thinking like, oh, why do I need the armor of God? Like it's just like an, an analogy, right? Well, we are in a war. Like there is a battle happening for souls. And like if you are a believer, like the battle's won. You are God's. If you're not a battle, the enemy is still really trying to, like, keep you. Like, he wants to bring down anyone he can. But, like, truth and hope of the gospel overcomes this. Like, once you are his, the enemy cannot take this armor off. He cannot make you switch sides. Like, you are in God's kingdom. You are one of God's soldiers. Sharing the gospel is one of God's offenses to the enemy. Because salvation is way bigger than any scheme of the devil. I want to say that again. Like, sharing the gospel is one of God's offenses to the enemy because salvation is way bigger than any scheme of the devil. It is God coming into your life and making you new and protecting you from what the enemy is going to do. And I'm going to say this, like, even as believers, we're going to encounter spiritual warfare. Like, I just told you, like, I, I'm ex- encountering spiritual warfare. But the Lord is going before me and fighting those battles. Um, I was a youth intern at a church in Tulsa like four years ago, something like that. And I got to lead a student to Christ and it was awesome. And the whole day, like we were just like walking around the camp and she was asking me all these questions. And I was like, this is so cool. Like she's hungry for the word. Like I know she's gone through a heart change. And then later that night, I, I just saw at her whole demeanor, just like she became closed off and just wouldn't look anyone in the eye. And I was like, are you okay? And she said, no. And I, we tried to talk about it, but she was young. She was like 13. And so I think the enemy like had the stronghold on her life before she was a believer. And what happened is like she, the enemy was just like, look, you're not good enough for God's grace. Like, you're not good enough to be a child of God. So why don't you, like, just try to, like, ignore that? And she that battle was waging in her, and we could tell. And she eventually ended up, like, running and, like, trying to ignore it. But luckily, we had this opportunity to be like, look, the Lord's got you. Like, you may have had a rough past, but God is with you. That's going to take some time to build that. But the enemy is fighting your battles. The, the enemy is fighting against you and the Lord is the one fighting your battle. And so when like we're sharing the gospel, we need to remember that like it is a fight, but it's the Lord fighting. It is not us. Um, I love First Peter 3.15, but in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. I love that. It's like always be prepared. Because if we have these shoes that are fitted with the gospel of peace, like we always need to be ready to like take that step of obedience to share the gospel. It's like a crucial part of the armor of God. Um, next, shield of faith. And my scripture for this is Hebrews 11. And I want you to read all of it 
because it's super solid because it looks back on what God has done through a lot of people in the Bible. Um, but verse 1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commanded for, commended for. And then it talks about like Noah and Abraham and a bunch of really cool people. But it's the faith that is what is the foundation. Like it says, by faith, et cetera, et cetera. By faith, et cetera, et cetera. Verse 33, who through faith conquered kingdoms and ministered justice and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and rooted foreign armies. That all sounds so great, but the key phrase, through faith. So that shield of faith is what hits first, right? Because we have the breastplate of righteousness and then we have like our shoes, but like it hits here first because our faith is our foundation. It says in Hebrews 12, one through two, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also let it lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. That, that phrase, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. That is our faith. Jesus is our faith. What he did on the cross, how he rose again, how he defeated death, that is what our faith is in. That is what changes everything, is Jesus. And so when the enemy is attacking, that's what hits first. Like, it should hit the fact that, our, the truth that Jesus is the one who did everything, who defeated death, who rose again, who is alive, and like, seated on the right hand of God, seated next to God in heaven. That is the foundation. Like Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, he is the one that the enemy is like, nah, like you're not, you're not good enough to like be friends with Jesus. Like he didn't save you, but that's not true. Like if our faith is rooted in Jesus, what Jesus has done, what he's going to do, like that is what we need to be strong on. Next, the helmet of salvation. Um, I love this one. First Peter 5, 8-9, be alert and sober mind. Your, your enemy, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kinds of suffering. So we have this like head covering, right? And it's really easy when the world is like constantly like throwing things at us like, the news or pornography or lies like the list is endless right but what I love about the helmet of salvation it's the assurance of knowing who you belong to Heavenly Father and Jesus but also like it's scripture memory it's like constantly having those thoughts going in your brain that are true and also being aware of what's going on around you like you know that the enemy wants to bring you down he, the enemy knows that God is moving in your life and he wants to do everything in his power to stop you from doing that. But when we are aware of that, when we are alert and sober-minded, we can rely on the Lord to be fighting that for us, which is really cool because it's the Lord doing the work. Like in 
the awesome thing about this is that we're not alone. The enemy wants to tell us that we're alone, but that's not true. Like every Christian around the world is experiencing spiritual warfare. Like it might be different. I think when uh, people are like, oh, in third world countries, they're like dealing with a lot more than we are. And like my spiritual battles don't mean as much as them. I think the enemy knows how to attack us and make it look like it's not as great. So I think in America, one of the ways that we're fighting spiritual warfare is like greed and lust and stuff like that. We see every day that the world, that culture tells us that like, this is normal. Like this is normal to like want to sleep with so-and-so or want to watch pornography or want to be like this billion dollar CEO like in New York. Like you, sh you should be okay with that. Like that's normal. But what I'm saying is like, those spiritual battles aren't any lesser than what's happening like in third world countries where they're being crucified and horrible, horrible things. Like, yes, they're being put to the death, but that is one of the enemy strongholds there. And this is one of our strongholds here. Like we need to fight that. We need to be aware and sober minded of what the enemy is using against us that culture tells us is normal. Um, but this is the most important part, the sword of the spirit. The Lord is the one that goes ahead of you. Like you're holding on to the sword, right? But it's the sword of the spirit. So he's, and the sword goes before you, right? Like you don't hold your sword down here. That's not going to do you any good. He's the one going before you, slaying the dragon, fighting the enemy. Deuteronomy 31, 8, the Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. The Old Testament gives a lot of examples for how the Lord goes before them because they were going into battle a lot. Like fighting battles was a day-to-day -day thing for them. And like us, we're just like armor of God, like medieval, like the armor, like you see. But no, like it's so much more than that. Like we need to remember that this analogy, though it was written for the Ephesians, is still applicable for us today because we still are in a war. But we have to remember like the Lord is the one doing the work. Like in all of the pieces, like the Lord is the one that is fighting the battle. He's the one protecting our heart, our mind. His word is what hold, is making us grounded. His convictions like help us share the gospel. Like his peace is the one that keeps us standing. Like it's not about us. Like our step of obedience is like being in relationship with him, like fighting to keep him on our mind like we need to be in obedience with him like he's the one protecting us he's the one fighting the battle because I don't want you to like come away from this and be like okay like I'm failing like I don't know like like I'm not fighting my battle right I want you to know it's the Lord it's the Lord doing the work in you it's not by your own strength but through him um 2 Corinthians 19, nope, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. He says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I will delight in my weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties, for when I am weak, then I am strong. It's the armor of God not the armor of what you can do. It's the armor of God 
because we are weak. We are imperfect beings. But here's the thing. The Lord, when he's in you, like he shines in weakness. And I want you to come away from this, like knowing that like he is the one fighting your battles. When anxiety is plaguing, when your mom is going through cancer, when you feel like you're not worthy of a leadership position, when all of those things are plaguing, remember it is the Lord. He is the one that shines through you. That's what I'm having to remind myself every single day. <laughs> it's like, I don't feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be, but the Lord like put me here. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I just want you to do what you do best. I just want you to make your name known. Like, help me be a vessel of that. Like, make my feet ready. Help me have my pants on. <laughs> like, help me guard my heart. Help me guard my thoughts. Like, help, let my faith be strong and go before me. Like, let the Spirit go before me and attack the enemy. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. Colossians 1.13 Colossians 2.15, and having disarmed the powers and the authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. This all, every single piece of scripture I gave you, it's all rooted in what God does, not what we do. What we do is we step in obedience and we pray to guard our hearts. We memorize scripture in our heads and our hearts. We keep it fastened around us. We're standing firm in peace and truth and ready to share that peace and truth with others. But it's the Lord that's doing it all, which is really encouraging because a lot of the times we feel very weak, but that's when he shines the most. Our action is to cover ourselves with him. Practical steps, because I know this is a lot of words, um, but be in the word. Like, that is one of the things that the enemy is going to use the most against you is because he doesn't want you to spend time with God. So it's going to be like a, oh, I woke up late. I will do it before I go to bed. And then bedtime comes and you're like, I'm exhausted. It has been the longest day ever. I'll just do it in the morning. And then it cycles and cycles and cycles. That's how the enemy keeps you from spending time with the Lord. That's how the lies creep in because you're not surrounding yourself in truth. So be in the Word. Pray. I know it's weird. Sometimes, like, sit there and be like, hey, God, how's it going? <laughs> um, I had a really bad day. How's yours? Um, <laughs> but no, like, talk to God about what's going on in your life. Like, I find moments of pockets of the day to just be like, okay, Lord, this is what's happening. Can you, like, move in this? Um, some examples, the shower, because you're washing your hair, I hope. Um, <laughs> and, like, what else are you going to do? Like, does it really take that much brain power to wash your hair? sometimes, but like use that time to pray. Like talk to the Lord about your day. Like, okay, God, I'm going to class today at 930. Like I pray that the person that's next to me, like I can build a friendship with them. Or when you're driving and at a stoplight, like, yeah, you're probably listening to music or a podcast, but maybe like take a couple of minutes in your morning commute and like pray to the Lord. Or, you know, when you're going to the bathroom, I know it can be really easy to grab your phone. Okay, this is awkward. It's really easy to just grab your phone when you're going to the bathroom, but why don't you use that time to pray? Like, you might say you don't have enough time to pray, but there are pockets everywhere. Like, there's 24 hours. There are pockets everywhere for you to just, like, talk to God. 
because when you text your best friend like omg this guy's wearing like really weird shoes on campus like <laughs> if you had enough time to text your friend that then maybe you have enough time to be like hey lord i see that guy like i pray that he has a good day i pray that you put someone in his life to share the gospel with him or you know give me the courage to share the gospel with him now like it's all about communication because that's you know your best friend you're always talking to them you're always like telling them about your day that's what should be happening with the Lord. Like even something silly, like, Lord, I pray for my cat. Um, man, I really thought I was going to go through this without mentioning my cat. <laughs> but like, the Lord wants to know about these things. Like he, he wants to have a relationship with you and that requires communication. Um, another way we need to cover ourselves with him practically is having accountability and community. The fact that you're here right now awesome you're already having like community now like take it a step deeper like we need to be honest and vulnerable about what's happening in our lives like you can be experiencing something right now and you feel absolutely alone but there looks like there's over 20 people here that like wants to carry that burden with you and like keep you accountable in that so when you are like surrounding yourselves in that truth and like those brothers and sisters in Christ who are also fighting a battle like, you feel stronger. Like, you're not alone, which is a lie the enemy tells you every single day. But this right here, like, this is one of the things that the enemy does not want you to be in. He doesn't want you to be in community. But being here right now is already, like, an active step of fighting against that. Romans thirteen fourteen. Rather, close yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Clothe yourselves with Jesus. Clothe yourselves with Jesus. Everything's going to fall into place. It's going to be hard. You're going to experience battles. I don't want you to think like, man, I'm experiencing a spiritual battle, but I'm not praying enough. I'm not being in the Word. I don't think that's true. Because when we are in the Word, when we are in biblical community, when we are praying, the enemy wants to attack us more. Because he wants us to stumble. He wants us to fail. But we just have to push back even harder. And having that community around us to encourage us in that, that's going to take us the next step. So I want to end with this psalm because I feel like it really paints a picture for what the battle looks like and how we're supposed to respond. Psalm 56. Be gracious to me, O God, for a man has trampled upon me. Finding all day long, he oppresses me. My foes have trampled upon me all day long. We get it. <laughs> for they have many who fight proudly against me. When I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I have put my trust. I shall not be afraid. What can mere man do to me? All day long they distort my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They attack, they lurk, they watch my steps, as they have waited to take my life. Because of wickedness, cast them forth, and anger put down the peoples of God. You have taken account of my wanderings. Put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? Then my enemies will turn back in the day when I call. This I know, that God is for me. In God, whose word I praise. In the Lord, whose word I praise. In God, I have put my trust. I shall not be afraid. Wait, is this repeating? I'm sorry. Uh, verse 12. Your, your vows are binding upon me, O God. I will render thanks offerings to you. For you have delivered my soul from death, indeed my feet from stumbling, so that I may walk before God in the light of the living. 
that's a lot of scripture, and I want you to, like, look back on that this week. Like, in your quiet time, pull up Psalm 56 and, like, really dig into this. But here are the three things he's saying. He looks to the Lord. When times are tough, he's looking to the Lord. He's reminding himself of truth. Reminding himself who his faith is in, who his trust is in. And he's praising the Lord. Looking to the Lord, reminding ourselves of truth, and praising the Lord in all circumstances. As we are fighting our spiritual battles, remind yourself that God is the one fighting for you. Our response is to hold fast to the truths He gives us and give Him the way to Hey guys, this is Philip Jackson, pastor of Young Adults at Evergreen Baptist Church. I want to invite you to come to Reach. We meet every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. at Evergreen Church in South Tulsa, just east of Mingo on 111th Street. The mission of Reach Tulsa is to cultivate a young adult community that's defined by real transformation and a sincere pursuit of a godly life through training in biblical disciplines, personal development, and intentionally transitioning into independence as mature members of the body of Christ. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like and subscribe to our content. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Reach Young Adult Ministry is a part of Evergreen Baptist Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. For more information and additional lessons, please visit our website, evergreenbc.org.